0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were
1: just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History Makers. Since the Roman Legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., The Jewish people have a nation of their own And he said, well no, Randy, we're not all just faking it There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus And I believe that that's really
0: why you're here Christ died for us History (laughs) Makers Thanks for joining us on History Makers And joining me on the line right now is Bill Weiser from Plough Publishing Australia How you doing today, mate? Very well. Thank you, Matt. Good to hear you. It's great to be able to chat to you over the phone. I've had the privilege of visiting uh, your community in Inverell in New South Wales uh, before, and I just love the heart behind your community, a, a heart for God, a heart to uh, serve your community. Uh, for those who don't know much about the uh, Danthonia community in Inverell and the Bruderhof, just give us a bit of a history of how it all came to be.
1: Righto. So that goes right back to the 1500s. During the Radical Reformation and the Anabaptist branch of that Reformation, where believers' baptism was really critical. So, if you are a disciple of Jesus, to be baptized as an adult is very important. So, that was one of the distinguishing features. The other was that the church should be a body of believers sharing more in common than simply a Sunday morning worship, it's about sharing life together, sharing economics. And out of that grew a, a movement of church community based on the way the first Christians lived, as recorded in Acts 2 and 4. So that's the ancient part of the history, so to speak. The more recent begins in Germany post-World War I, when there was a lot of ferment, a lot of questioning, and a lot of seeking in terms of what is God's plan versus the wreckage of the world war. And that brought a lot of people together around the Bible. They they studied the Bible, they studied Acts, and out of that, our particular community was born. And through Hitler Germany and the persecution there and eventual expulsion, because the church community's values and beliefs were anathema to the National Socialists, that led to expulsion a brief sojourn in England, down to Paraguay during the war, up to the United States in the 1950s, and then from there across the world, including since 1999 here in Australia.
0: Now, you've got uh, about 180 people. How many are living there in Inverell right
1: now? That's a pretty close shot. It's, uh, It's around about a little over 200.
0: And uh, for those who have never seen uh, the Bruderhof uh, and haven't seen the way you live in community, just paint a picture for us. What, what does it look like uh, in uh, when you're living in communities like like you are at Danthonia?
1: Right. So you would come up the drive. Uh, what you would see would look like a small village. So we have uh, family apartment buildings. Uh, we homeschool our children from, from one to year 12. So there'd be some facilities for that. Uh, We provide our our living through the sale and manufacture of uh, three-dimensional signage. So there would be a facility for that as well. And there would be a community center uh, large enough to house our friends and neighbors from around Inveral and Glen Innes. So we regularly host events there for our neighbors, the idea is not to be a secluded, self-sufficient community, but to be a demonstration plot for the Kingdom of God and to be integrally connected to our neighbors and more broadly across Australia and the world.
0: I remember when I visited uh, in, uh, in the last uh, year I was there, uh, it was the same day that Barnaby Joyce, the federal politician, was there. And he was getting a tour as well with uh, one of the uh, National Party MPs from your region. And I actually got a selfie with him in the middle of your sign shop. And that was uh, amazing. <laughs> in the middle of Inverell, there, there I was bumping into Barnaby. Uh, and uh, he, he was uh, having a tour. And uh, was, he, he mentioned to me he was really impressed with the uh, excellence and the skill with which you make signs, but also the example that you have in living together. Uh, Tell us a bit about uh, how the finances work in in an organization like that. Do, Do you guys all have like one central bank account for everyone?
1: That's correct. We take our cue again from Acts 2 and 4, where it says the early church shared everything in common. So that, that means our, our our buildings, our automobiles, our bank accounts. So no one receives a salary, but our needs are taken care of just as they were at that time. And ACTS also records that there was no needy person among them, which simply means that their needs are taken care of uh, physically and spiritually.
0: And it's also a beautiful picture of different nationalities coming together. What countries are represented uh, in Inveril there right now?
1: Right now there would be... Australia of course uh England United States Germany and there may be visitors uh with roots in in Africa or South America
0: as well. It's a wonderful picture of uh, of God's kingdom, you know, of uh, different believers from different nationalities sharing things in common. And uh, I also know you have a heart to to reach out and care for the poor. I've had the privilege of hosting a number of your team at the King's Table Soup Kitchen in Brisbane, and uh they've been faithful in, you know, uh cooking the f- the meals, serving up the meals, caring for the homeless and even preaching, sharing the testimonies. I've been so impressed, and there's a real focus on God's word. Uh, that uh, you study God's Word together, you teach God's Word. You, you don't have uh, you know, ele- electronic devices, you avoid computers and phones and TVs, uh, but I think you do watch some Christian movies, is that right?
1: Yes, and we have technology for our work. It's just that we don't bring it home with us. Mm. The home is a sacred place. Uh, we are firm believers in in marriage and family as envisioned in the biblical story. And our home life is sacred. We try not to bring our work along with us, so that we can be there as adults. I'm speaking as a father uh, for my wife and for my children.
0: It's uh, such a, a wonderful example of living in community and uh, and following the scriptures literally. I've heard people say, "Oh, are they Amish?" And uh, well, it's it's a little different, but uh, you, you wear similar clothing to the Amish. Is that right?
1: Right. There would be some outward similarities. Our roots go back to the same source in the 1500s. So there's a lot of shared theology as well. Uh, Some of you may know that the Amish, if a barn burns down, neighbors will gather and rebuild the barn. And we just take that a step further in the sense that we share all things in common uh, 24-7. So it's a a full-on proposition. We have very good friends among the, the Amish. Some of you may remember... A number of years back, there was a brutal killing in an Amish school, and a number of Amish schoolgirls were were killed. Others were wounded, and we have one of our communities close to them in Pennsylvania. And uh, over the course of time, we came to know every one of those families and provided some equipment for those who were disabled, because in the U.S. we make our living through the manufacture and sale of equipment for disabled children and adults. So there are those firm connections as well.
0: Mm, That's wonderful. Now, I look forward to getting my uh, regular posts in the mail from Plough Publishing. You put out regular magazines and uh, have great content in there. Tell us about uh, the Plough Publishing magazine.
1: Well, really, the publishing work goes right back to Germany in the 1920s. So that's the longevity of the, the publishing work. And the idea is to give a platform for ideas that uh, create ferment, uh, disruption in the positive sense of the word, always pointing to the most disruptive and important event of all time, and that was the coming of Jesus and how he envisioned his disciples to live. And of course, there are many different expressions of discipleship. We certainly don't claim to be exclusive in whatsoever in that regard. And so the Plow Quarterly magazine will have articles from people all over the globe, uh, one or two perhaps from our own church community, but most of them uh, leaders, thought leaders, Christian leaders, uh, people involved with serving the poor, people involved in prison work, in, involved in all kinds of church activities. Who can give a a new reflection on what it means to follow Christ in today's world, the the challenges of technology, of of medicine, and where it's going, the invasion of the sacred by uh, today's zeitgeist? All these things are portrayed in the quarterly. So it's it's a thick magazine. It's uh, full color. takes uh, almost three months between the next edition to get through the one that's current.
0: Mm. It's it's uh, certainly a wonderful publication, and you're also uh, releasing a number of different books. One that caught my attention recently is uh, "Broken but Blessed: Journeying from Pain to Peace with an uh, with Unlikely Guides" from Rebecca Doma. Uh, now, how are you related to Rebecca? She is
1: my wife's youngest sister, so she has spent a good deal of her life within the Bruderhof Church community, but also much more broadly. She is a, a hospice chaplain and has, through that, had meaningful connections and interactions with a whole range of, of people, many of whose stories are in the book.
0: It sounds like a great read. It's uh, you know, featuring ordinary people who exemplify the upside-down value, uh, values of Jesus in the Beatitudes. Tell us a bit about uh, some of these stories in the book.
1: Right. Well, the, the Beatitudes are really the, the heart of the book. And I won't read them now, but it really is worth each of us who calls ourselves a believer, a follower of Jesus, to really read the Beatitudes on a daily basis. I really feel that living the Beatitudes is what discipleship is all about. So rather giving a theological discussion on the Beatitudes, Rebecca Domer has chosen to illustrate each of the Beatitudes with a chapter within which the stories of of three or four individuals are beautifully portrayed, and these are people that she has known intimately and met and have been part of her life. Really a whole range of, of individuals, from her own sister who had Down syndrome to someone that my wife and I cared for a year ago in England, a, a woman our age, married with children, grandchildren, who suffered under motor neuron disease and and died after a six-month period. Mm. That's in the chapter Our Blessed Are the Peacemakers. She accepted her her illness uh, in peace because of her faith in Christ and it was amazing to walk that journey with her. So these are stories of people who've gone through loss, hardship, heartache of many different kinds and have traveled through that with the help of Jesus or in some cases, it, it may be a story of, of someone who doesn't share that belief in Christ but has been persecuted for the sake of righteousness and so on. There a beautiful range. What I like about the book, it works very well for a book study because it centers on the Beatitudes. Beautiful for Bible study. And in fact, that's what we do here. I'm currently posted with my wife in Armadale where we are house parents to students attending the University of New England. And every Tuesday we invite people in from the area to have a book study, and this is the book we are reading. And it it really drives us right into the essence of the New Testament and the essence of Christ and His message in a really beautiful way. So I'd encourage listeners to take it up. It's a beautiful little book for that purpose.
0: Now, if people would like to get their hands on this book, what's the easiest way to uh, to get a hold of you?
1: Well, if you're lucky enough to have a Kurong bookshop in your town, as we do here in Armadale, that's the easiest way. Freedom Publishing also carries the book. And then if you would like to get multiple copies for a book study, you could certainly get in touch with me. I could share my email. It's Bill Weiser, B-I-L-L-W-I-S, as in Sam, E-R, at Plough.com, and that is really one of Plough's purposes for being. We don't actually sell many books, but we distribute uh, thousands of books across Australia in support of other people's ministry. So I'm a member of Prison Fellowship. I volunteer with them in prison ministry, but through Plough I supply our books on forgiveness, this book, Broken But Blessed, and other titles that go into prisons and are used in Prison Fellowship's uh, beautiful program of transformation through Christ on the inside.
0: And of course, if people want to find out more, the website is plow.com, which is P L O U G H dot com. Uh, and then you can actually find the book Broken But Blessed. And there's actually a free download from the website. Uh, I remember when uh, some of the guys from the Bruderhof uh, visited us at our church in Brizzy. they had a a whole trunk full of full of books. They said, uh, "You can take any of these." And I said, "Oh, well, how much do they cost?" And he goes, "No, we want to bless you." And I was like, "Wow, that is so upside down to what a lot of people do. A lot of people they charge, and that's how they make their money. But you guys really believe that it's part of your ministry to to be generous and to uh, to bless others, isn't that right?"
1: That's correct. And and God has blessed us in the in the sign business, and so we are able to. To make these books available, we do appreciate donations to to keep them keep it going. Mm. But really, the essence of the heart of Jesus again
0: in the Beatitudes, and that is a, a beautiful beautiful thing. It's mm, wonderful. Well, Bill, it's been great to catch up with you again and I hope to get into uh, Inverell to visit uh, Thonia again at some stage. Uh, I might even pop in and visit you in Armadale one day as well. That's where my grandparents are from actually. I love Armadale. It's a beautiful city uh, and uh, really appreciate your time on the radio. Once again, the website is plow.com That's dot com, and you can contact Bill Weiser through there if you're interested in this book, Broken But Blessed and many of their other great uh, books that they've released over the years God bless you Bill, I and your history maker thanks for joining us Great to be chatting again Matt, thanks so much If you'd like to hear this conversation again listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com but You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast history Makers is a faith based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email info at historymakersradio.com God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. History. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League.